Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about how about retreats to riches and how to design fill and profit from transformational events and mastermind groups. So I know that everybody wants to know more about that. And I'm really excited to just really get uh, her insights and her support to help all of you to do that. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She's the founder of Superstar Activator, is the host of the Awaken Your Inner Superstar podcast and creator of Superstar Business Breakthrough Program, Make Them B-E-G, BEG, personal branding system and retreats to riches online course among many others but her mission is to activate influencers leaders and other superstars to grow their businesses and to increase their impact in sustainable energy rich ways and i love that and i absolutely love that that word activate is my favorite word so i know we're going to have a great a great conversation and to that end she's been an accomplished consultant speaker and mentor for over 13 years delivering a variety of keynotes and breakouts seminars retreats webinars online courses and a whole lot more to help leaders and up and coming leaders step into greater purpose passion and prosperity and i'm so excited to have with us today michelle villalobos did i say it correctly Hi. Michelle? yes you did <laughs> beautiful thank you such a beautiful name so michelle you know i i'm so excited to have you here because this is such a fantastic topic you know i really uh, when when my daughter was born i uh, decided i was not gonna go out um into the world as much and i did a lot of, of retreats and all kinds of things uh, virtually online you know 20 some years ago so I love that you that you're here to talk about uh, retreats and and in you know and kind of the hybrid sort of thing that we can be doing now because it really has opened up a lot of possibility. But before we get into that, I ask all my guests because my podcast is called the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur. What does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? For me, and I gave this a lot of thought, this is a really interesting, powerful question. I would say, and first of all, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Um, I, I would say that it means that I take on every challenge, every quote unquote failure, every obstacle as an opportunity to grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that my business is a vehicle for my spiritual growth, just like relationships are a vehicle for growth. Uh, and so my business has presented me with and always continues to present me with challenges and frustrations. Mm -hmm. And I've, my, as I've been walking a more spiritual path, I take those on as opportunities rather than as, um, 
frustrations in and of themselves. In other words, I, I look at it and it, and I and I sense my frustration. I feel it or I I'm struggling, but instead of figuring out saying, "Oh, this is bad or wrong. I can't have this. It's no good. Somebody did something or being like a victim." Instead, I look at it now and I say, "All right, this is happening for me. Why is this happening for me? How am I able to grow through this?" Yeah, that, that's really powerful. You know, I always say that whenever something's going on and, and, and listen, if somebody is in business and they say they've never had any challenges or frustrations or whatever, they're just not being honest. I mean, maybe they're just not being honest with themselves. So okay. I really appreciate you saying that. I mean, especially for me, this will be 24 years in October when my daughter turns 24. And, you know, of course, there've been all kinds of different things that have gone on. But, you know, I really feel that when we look at it, as you said, to look at it as, you know, what wants to be born? Because, you know, sometimes we hold on to things so tightly and we think it needs to stay the same, but there's something else calling us and it kind of comes through contrast. You know, it comes through that, that what might feel like unsettling, you know, where it feels like it's falling apart, but it's really falling together. You know, I have to check that from Marianne Williamson, but truly, you know, I really get that. So can you share one challenge, Michelle, that stands out that you've faced that has helped you to activate more of that in you, which you talked about what being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur means to you. So one challenge that you could share. Well, it's, it's, it's the challenge. It's the, the debacle that I faced in 2014 that was the catalyst for my quote unquote, spiritual awakening. Um, so the story goes, short version is that in, uh, you know, uh, leading up to 2014, I was my 39, 39 years old. And I was a hard worker, overachiever, um, accomplished MBA, top of my class, Ivy League, all the things that I thought were going to make me happy, were going to make me successful, um, you know, all the things that I'd bought into. And in 2014, I had a big a breakdown. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was tired. I was exhausted. My business was a roller coaster. I'd been at it for seven and a half years. I was constantly working. I didn't take time off. I didn't meditate. I ate badly. I smoked. I drank. I partied, you know, to let off steam. I, all the things. And in 2014, it finally all just caught up with me all at once. I had a my, my personal relationship broke, broke up. I was going to get married and that broke off. And then I got a health diagnosis all within a couple weeks of each other. And then I took my foot off the gas of the business and it dried up within a couple months. I had no revenues because I wasn't feeding the monster or, or feeding the machine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, I crashed all the way down. I had to hit rock bottom. And I, in hindsight, I don't think there was any other way. I wasn't going to wake up any other way I needed. It needed to be dramatic and drastic for me because I was so committed to that story and to that life. And so, you know, having hit rock bottom and losing everything, my health, you know, my relationship, my business kind of all at once, it, it, it was like an opportunity to crack all the way open Mm -hmm. and let it all out and not just let it all out of what was happening, but let it all out from almost four decades of keeping things together. Mm -hmm. And I met luckily a spiritual mentor, a few of them actually, who helped me in that process and who kind of um, midwifed 
me through this rebirth. And in that process, I also reinvented and reimagined my business, which I changed. You know, I still took the strengths and the gifts that I had and the content and the things that I knew, but I reworked them into a new model, a new way of being, a new way of delivering with this retreat business model, basically, which very, you know, which over the course of seven and a half years, which I'll put in like a minute, uh, it basically taught me how to step up into leadership and how to lead others through a similar process of, of rebirth in through their business, like rebirth in their life with the business as the catalyst that, that sparks the desire. That is amazing. And it's so powerful because, you know, you really are walking that talk, you know, and so you can stand there for others when they are feeling either the same way or they're, you know, they're, they're looking at things and, and trying to interpret them in terms of how, you know, how do they move forward if it's to start a business, if it's growing their business or, you know, it's all together because you know, I, I just believe in these businesses, you just can't separate it from, you know, from, from your personal, your spiritual, it's all in there, you know, it's all, it's all combined. So that is such an amazing story. And I appreciate you just really sharing that. So tell us more about this whole idea with the retreats, you know, I want to really kind of dig in and talk more about the challenges because people say, well, I, you know, I've seen retreats online, offline, you know, especially during the pandemic, you know, everybody, rushed into that space online, right? Even people that were not doing it before rushed into that space. And so, you know, what I hear from a lot of people is, so, um, you know, say I'm just starting out or say I don't really have a big list or say I really don't have a lot of contacts. How do I get people into, how do I fill, you know, say an online uh, retreat? So maybe you can share some of the challenges that you see and then maybe tell us a little bit more about some of the tips and, and, and suggestions you have for folks. Sure. So <clears throat> one of the biggest mistakes I think people make and that I've made in the past and I've witnessed clients making it is the moment they decide they want to do it, they make it about the retreat. Mm -hmm. So they start reaching out, Hey, I've got a retreat I'm going to do. It's these dates and and here's what we're going to do. Or they'll, you know, send, they'll create a website, a landing page, all about their retreat with the dates and the venue or the, if it's online or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I like to say, sell the promise not the production, mm -hmm. sell the promise, not the production. What I mean by that is before you even, I don't actually promote my retreats very much at all. Mm -hmm. What I promote is my content, my thought leadership, my, my, my mastery of, of business, business models. And I put all that out in the world. And my call to action is very rarely Hey, find out about my retreat. It's on these dates. My call to action is usually if you want to work together and see if and how I can support you in growing your business in this way, let's connect. Let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that's a subtle distinction, but it's big because 
people might have a belief about a retreat or a seminar intensive or an immersion or whatever you call it that makes them think, no, I can't get my result that way, or I don't like those environments. And instead, when you lead with the promise, like, here's what I can help you do. Let's talk about how to do that. Then you can have a real conversation with somebody about what they need, what they want. You can develop trust. And at the end of that conversation, when the question is, okay, so I think I can help you. Do you want to learn about how I work? If people say yes, then they're already agreeing to submit themselves to your leadership and how you work and how you want to achieve this outcome with them. And so what I just say at that point is the way the, the best program that I think is for you would be my foundational program. It's my signature program program, excuse me, that everybody starts with. Um, there are a couple slight variations on it for, the, you know, if you want to do it in person or if you want to do it live, but ultimately it's the same outcome. You're going to figure all this out in this three-day format that I've put together and I've been doing now for seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. And that's so, how I promote it. Yeah. So tell us more about, let's say somebody is interested in doing um, a retreat. So what, take us through the process of how for them to determine, you know, what are the pieces, what are the steps? And as you said, I mean, in the very beginning, it's really identifying what is that promise, right? What is that, what is that sense of what people, the, the, the benefit or the outcome or the transformation really that exactly. people will get from that. So can you walk people through, I know you're, you have something wonderful that you're going to offer people later, but can you walk the people through just the idea of kind of the mindset for them to get into if they're really saying, oh, that'd be awesome. I really, I really want to do something like that, but they really just don't even know how to even start. And I know it starts first with the with the mindset, with the intention, and then it moves into what people would think are the nuts and bolts. So maybe you can just kind of share a little bit of that. And it, it may also include what some of the challenges are too, as we we're talking about, but may, yeah, just share your insights, what's coming to you that you think would be best to share with folks. Well, I would say that once you've got the, so, and, and this cannot be overstated actually, but I will, so I'll, I'll gloss over it, but I'm gonna say it, which is the desire has mm -hmm. to be there first. Mm -hmm. And so many people jump over desire to strategy mm -hmm. or to mindset or to whatever. And really my thing is cultivate the desire first, which is imagine what it could be, what it, what it would be like, what you would like to do. And specifically, I, I like to help people or invite people to focus first on that promise. What is that, what is that breakthrough promise that you're going to, that you're going to offer? And, and really get excited about that connected to that. I have four kind of standard breakthrough promises that I've seen work really well. And I'm sure that there are others, but these are the four kind of categories that I think most of them fall into. Number one is some sort of project completion promise where people are going to come in and in three days, bang something out that they've been needing and wanting and maybe procrastinating doing mm -hmm. so to do. So for example, um, I have a client who project completion promises come in and spend three days mapping out all your email marketing materials, like write your, do your landing page, set up your lead magnet, your follow-up sequence, all the things. Mm -hmm. um, I have another client who's a more, more of a spiritual mentor uh, who has a weekend where you're going to break through <clears throat> layers of programming and uh, layers of limiting stories and beliefs that you've carried since childhood. So 
figure out what that well that's uh, that sorry i should back up there that's not really a project completion promise a project completion promise is usually a little more tangible like you're going to create an action plan you're going to create a business plan or complete this thing the second one is a learning or mastery promise where you're going to learn or master some sort of skill or practice like meditation right um an, an, or cooking right learn how to cook certain type of cuisine or something like that um the third promise is a personal development one that's really what i should have called that first one that i put in the first category some mm -hmm. sort of personal breakthrough self-discovery and then the fourth is some sort of community bonding or community building promise and and really the most powerful promise is one that incorporates all four but my advice is to figure out the one you're going to lead with the one that's the one that your people want and need and start to cultivate that first like well how would i deliver on this promise how would i have them have this amazing breakthrough in three days you know what exercise would we need to have would we need to let go of certain things in order to take on some new things you know so that's what i would start with is like get excited about your own retreat first and i say focus on the promise not the production meaning don't get caught up in where you're going to hold it or you know amenity and food and hotel rooms. You know, my advice is to keep that part as simple as possible so you can focus your energy and attention on the promise. And that way, if the production has to change, i.e. with COVID, maybe the promise can still be delivered in some other format. Mm -hmm. So when, um, I love that. And I love how if you, we can just go back over those again, just um, because I wanted to get your feedback about when you say um, that, let's say somebody wants to, I'll just give you an example. Let's say somebody helps people lose weight. Okay, just like in, in a, an example. Yeah. So when you talk about a three-day promise, whether that would be you know, in person, they did an immersion or they did a, a VIP three days or something like that, or they could do it in a group, right? Cause that's, yeah, I would recommend in a group there's, it's more powerful in a group in my opinion. Okay, great. So perfect. So how would, let's just use that as an example. How would someone incorporate all four of those components, let's say, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but it just okay. kind of came to me. I love it. I can totally do it. So I would lead with the thing that the those people, people who want to lose weight, what they want and need most. And I would say one of my pieces of advice would be focus on a niche inside of that market because that market is so huge. Mm -hmm. um, I would focus on, let's say, a niche of, you know, middle-aged women over 40 or menopausal women or people mm -hmm. with anxiety or people with diabetes or, you know, picking a niche mm -hmm. inside of that. So let's say we pick, I don't know, premenopausal women who are having trouble losing weight and, you know, they know that there's some mindset stuff going on. So in that case, they could come in and, and maybe it could be kind of a project completion lead where we're going to come up with the exact plan for you, for your unique situation. And maybe even this, let's say this is some sort of um, doctor or holistic practitioner or something, they might want to do some testing up front, some blood testing. So that could be part of the package leading up to the event where there's some reconnaissance, right, going on. And then people come in and based on well like here's you know your hormone profile is this and your food you know intake is this and you don't you move this much here's your plan and that and the you know developing gotcha. the plan and then identifying what are the things that are going to get in your way well you love to eat at 
night you said in your intake questionnaire. So we're going to hook you up with a hypnotist, you know, over here, we're going to recommend hypnosis when you leave and here's part of your plan, right? So that could be the, the lead, like some really in-depth plan made just for you with mm -hmm. exercise and mindset and meditation. And then in the retreat, you're going to learn some of these modalities. You're going to practice them. You're going to try new things, et cetera. And all the while you're learning, right? Because we'll have people teaching you as we go and you're going to be learning things about yourself. You're going to recognize that, wow, I eat at night because I'm so tired in the morning that I get up late, or maybe if I slept more, I would eat less or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then while you're doing it, these other women are also having these similar breakthroughs and ahas, and maybe you're setting them up in tiny, smaller groups, triads or something so that they can discuss it among each other. So now you're building community there, which is what sets you up for what I call the big back end, which is what comes after this three day, you know, you can have a breakthrough in three days, but you can't have mastery. So mastery takes time. What are you going to invite people into that's going to support their mastery of this area of their life? Mm -hmm. oh, that's beautiful. So uh, when when you talk about the retreats too, do you suggest a certain amount of people, you know, in these three days? Is there uh, when in your model or in what you recommend? Is there a certain limit to the number of people? I mean, how do you how would someone go about identifying that? So I am a big believer in group dynamics. And that said, when I started this model, I had a belief that I could only handle 10 people. And so I only did 10 people for um, the first few years. Mm -hmm. And instead of adding, figuring out a way to add more new people, I was so entrenched in that belief that I added more retreats and I almost burnt myself out a second time. Wow. Um, so one year I did 11 retreats until I finally broke down and was just like, I have to figure out how to scale this thing. And of course it was an opportunity for spiritual growth because what I recognize is that I wasn't allowing myself to be supported and I wasn't receiving the gifts of the collective of the group that I had built. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I wasn't calling them forward into leadership. And that's the, the shift that I made was I created something called leadership cabinet. And now those people helped me lead the retreat. And now we can handle, we've had, we had 29 people at one of our recent retreats mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because I have this group of people who are in their second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh year who are able to, to break off part of the work and help, help out. That's fantastic. So, and, and were those people, people that initially came to the retreat? So they were initially clients, um, people that were coming, because I, I always find that to be such a strong base is when they come and they're, they, they've experienced the transformation through the work. And now they're, you know, they're one of the most powerful testimonials and they're so, you know, um, emotionally and spiritually and just holistically connected to the work you know they're just living and breathing it so, uh, so so that gives people a way to begin to start shifting their mindset that maybe they start they can start smaller but then this is one of the ways that they can move into kind of bigger bigger mastery even for themselves but that there is a process for them to go through exactly. so 
Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to to share? Because I know that you have some, you have an amazing gift we're going to offer. So I want to, and I'd love to have you back so we can dig into another aspect of this, because this is really, you know, deep. I mean, we're just touching on one piece that kind of came to me to ask the most, because I've been hearing that a lot from people whenever they see all the different retreats and things. So I thought, okay, well, that, that seemed to be really synchronistic that I was getting a lot of questions and things from people asking and then here you were coming on our wow. podcast so so yeah anything else you want to share before we uh, pr- provide people with that wonderful gift and you can tell them a little bit about that I would say the one thing and perhaps the most important thing about this model that many people miss mm-hmm. is that the the real transformation and the real money and the real joy of it is not in the retreat itself. Mm -hmm. It's in what comes after it's in that back end program, that mastery program. And in that program, my advice is to don't, don't think of it as a program. Don't think of it as building, selling your services, enrolling people into a, a, a product or service, but rather that you're building a culture and that that culture will be self-sustaining, that eventually you may even be able to pull yourself out of the culture largely, and the culture will propagate, will support itself, people will still be able to enter and and uplift. And that was another kind of big Mm -hmm. breakthrough for me spiritually was the idea that I'm I'm extremely special and I'm not special at all in the sense Mm -hmm. that I, I have, you know, I've been able to create this thing and launch it and catalyze it. And there's more magic in the collective than there will ever be in just me by myself. Mm-hmm. And it, me trying to hold it by myself and have all the answers and be the magic bullet for everybody is, is not a, is a recipe for disaster and it's not sustainable. And so really what you're trying to do is build a culture of winners and lovers and contributors who are going to come together and learn from you and eventually be able to lead it with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that that concept too about it being a culture because it really takes out, it really takes all of that anxiety of, okay, now I'm going to sell them into something else. Here's the next thing I'm going to sell them into. It shifts that whole that whole perspective, because it's about really supporting them to the next level of their transformation. As you said, you know, they, they can get a great breakthrough and they can accomplish a lot in three days, but, but what do we do after that so that we can continue to support them? So we're kind of doing a disservice if we don't provide them with something, right? Is is my sense. Yeah. And there, there are people that are going to be like, um, my advice is make your three days so powerful that the people that do not want to go on walk away saying, I got what I came for. It was amazing. Thank you so much. I feel complete. Mm -hmm. And that the people that want to keep going are like, I want to keep going. You right. don't want people walking away feeling like, man, that was just one big sales pitch or, you know, it's not worthwhile unless you do the whole thing. Um, and you also want to create that platform. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to do to create a self a, a completely, what's the word, like encapsulated three day that stands on its own. Mm-hmm. And at the same time is the platform for people who want to keep going and go deeper. 
Well, and I really appreciate that because we've all certainly, I mean, I know over the years, I've certainly gone to things and paid, you know, a good amount of money and I just didn't get all the pieces. And it actually was part of the model that you don't get all the pieces, Mm -hmm. but it was very, it was very unsatisfying and and really, you know, at, at, at a certain level just really didn't feel integrous. And so I, I get what you're saying. And of course you can't give everybody everything in three days anyways. I mean, you have a certain amount of time. So there is the fact that you can, you know, provide people with a certain amount of support, transformation, shift in that time. So I really appreciate you saying that because you can really feel where you're coming from at a heart level, very integrous. And, and we want to really activate that. And I, and I do have to tell you that I'm that is my favorite word. So I always say I'm an activator. So when I when I first connected with you and I saw your activating words, you know, I said, oh, there, 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 there's a there's a soul sister. Yeah, so. that came from my strengths finder, which, by the way, is one of my like philosophical underpinnings. I I want to help people, you know, find and work with their strengths like I did. So that word activation or activator mm-hmm. is from my strengths finder. And my, my one of my mentors is the one that put it together with the superstar piece. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about uh, the next step for people here. And you've you've brought an, an amazing gift and tell them a little bit about that, how they can get it. It'll also be on the episode page, but you do have a, a real nice short URL that people can get. So why don't you tell them a little bit about what, what that gift is. And we appreciate it so much for you bringing that here today. Yeah, it's called the Retreats to Riches Roadmap, and it has a legend that goes with it. And it's basically two sheets. The first sheet is the roadmap. That's all of the steps and all of the the parts to mm-hmm. consider when putting together a retreat, including what is going to be the big back end. What is the what is the offer that you're going to make? Who is this for? What's the promise? The you know the pain points of the audience. What needs to happen at the retreat? How are you going to lay out the content? It's all there on one piece of paper or one digital piece of paper mm-hmm. that you're going to print out. I hope. And then there's <laughs> the legend that kind of walks you through each item a little bit bit more in depth. So it kind of okay in this box, put this thing, right? Fill this out and consider this. So it's just kind of these two sheets that work together. And I've gotten the feedback from people like, wow, thank you so much. I mapped out my entire business model on this, on this piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very powerful and streamlined. And I really appreciate that. So tell people where they can get that. And then that'll also be on the episode page as well. So if you want to just share it now, that'll be at retreats to riches, roadmap.com. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. And in closing, and we do appreciate, I'd love to have you back so we can dig into this more. I'm going to ask people for any questions or insights, and then I'd love to have you back. Um, What would you like to share with people in closing, Michelle? Um, My, my, favorite piece of advice. And I don't know who said it first, but it's, it's so good. It's sell it first, figure it out later. Uh, I know that that sounds a little glib, but the point of it is that so many people, what I see that holds people back so often is that they want to get it all figured out perfectly on paper, in their minds, on paper, in a strategy, when so much of this process uh, especially this model, but I think every parcelist in life is about figuring it out in action and imperfect action and then learning 
from being in it. So that you can't turn a parked car, right? Like driving and starting to move forward and figuring it out along the way. And what I found is that if you sell something, if you sell the promise, or at least if you're, you know, like us, I'm going to say, and you sell a promise to somebody, you will figure out how to meet that promise. You will figure out how to make it happen and how to deliver on it. And I don't think that you'll make a promise that you can't keep. I think that is really powerful. You know, I believe um, one of the things is uh, build the plane as you're flying it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I really feel that that is such an organic way to be able to respond you know, energetically is kind of get the, you know, get the outline, get the connection, as you said, the promise. And it is true. I mean, if you offer people an opportunity and people say, yes, watch how fast and motivated and inspired you are to, to, to get all the, you know, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, but also, you know, just really to open to a place of trust that, you know, you're not doing this by yourself. These people that were brought to you really were brought for you to serve. You know, they really are, I believe, energy marked for you. And so to know that this is all part of a, of a, of a beautiful orchestration, you know, divine connections. And then, and I think that that is so powerful for you to say that, because I truly believe that oftentimes people get really hung up on every little thing and they'll put all their energy into, you know, creating this, what they think is this perfect thing. Then they'll go out there and they won't feel like, you know, something didn't quite connect and then they'll get frustrated. Instead, I love how you're sharing first, really, really amp up the desire, amp up the energy of the why of the how juicy and great this is how you know you know I always said when I first started you know I I would do this even if I didn't get paid now of course you know we all need to have a business and and in and have that um flow but you know to feel that and if we're not feeling that then 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 we need to activate something more right Absolutely. I 100% agree, Sharon. That is fantastic. So, well, thank you so much, Michelle. We really appreciate you. And uh, we'd love to have you back. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we see you all living lives of love and joy and peace, health and prosperity in all ways, all ways. We'll see you back here next time, everybody. Do you hate selling yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.